0: Hello, and welcome to Nerd Girl Musings Podcast. My name is Jen, and I'm so glad you're here. So, today we are going to talk about the movie The Eternals. And oh boy, there's, I would say that there's a lot to unpack, but really there's not. Um, So, I just got done watching the movie finally. And I want to share a couple of my thoughts. So here we are, uh, middle of January already. Hard to believe that that's the case. And we seem to be going into COVID round three. And uh, technically speaking, I was supposed to be on a cruise ship this week. And while I am grateful that. I am healthy and everything's going well. I'm a little disappointed. Uh, The cruise we canceled about a month ago when the people that watch our dogs um, fell through at the last minute, only to find out that just a few days ago, Royal Caribbean canceled the cruise we were going to be on. So we just foresaw (laughs) what was going to happen and it doesn't make it any easier thinking that I should be in the Caribbean or we were going to like Belize and Grand Cayman. And um, oh um what was the other? Um, we were going to go play with some sloths. And so, I mean, we had this great cruise all planned out. We had had it booked for over two years. And so very disappointed. And we're trying to Keep our spirits up about the whole thing, but it's it's really a bummer right now. So instead, now that I have just one job, I have some extra time to be able to do things like watch movies because I have days off. What a miracle! So um, I have watched The Eternals, and I've got a few thoughts. So the movie just kind of like jumps you right in. There's there's not a whole lot of really understanding. It's just like, boom, here we go. Um, And it has an extremely dramatic opening, which I thought was interesting. It's very visual, uh, very dynamic. Um, And so there's this group of Eternals that are, uh, they keep saying they're waiting to go home. And they've been here for about 7,000 years. Uh, So pretty much every big Thing that happened on the planet has involved them in some way or they've been there. Um, and to be honest, it was really hard to understand what some people are doing, like what their job or their thing is. Um, they're there to protect the humans from the deviants, essentially, is, is the bottom line. And this movie has a lot of really big names in it. Uh, big names, if especially if you're a Game of Thrones fan. Uh, but we have Selma Hayek, who I don't think I've seen anything of hers in a really long time. So it was very interesting to see her again. Angelina Jolie, who is always impressive. And she plays a character called Thena. So think Athena, goddess... Um, Warrior goddess, and just drop the A. Um, has a fantastic fighting style. I really like that part, but that's also what made me love her more action-based movies like Laura Croft, uh, those kind of things. And I I love that part of Angelina Jolie. So it was good to see her out there. Uh, Richard Madden, who plays Icarus. And last time we saw him, he was being killed off in Game of Thrones, and uh, it also stars his Game of Thrones brother Kit Harrington, who has a very small part, uh, but kind of ties into the universe. You have to watch the second cutscene after the credits um, to truly understand like what they're setting it up for, but. So he has a pretty small role. Um, Gemma Chan is in this. I love her. She plays uh, Cersei, which, okay, let's just look at this here. We've got two guys from Game of Thrones who also happen to play the Starks. And we have a character called Cersei who was also in Game of Thrones, like the character name, not not uh, Gemma Chan. Um and the guy that wrote the music for the movie, uh, um, oh, what's his name? Ramin Dajwadi. Uh, he also did Game of Thrones. So I'm seeing a little bit of Game of Thrones tie in here and I like Richard Madden. Like I love his voice and like his deep, uh, voice with the accent. I, I just think it's, it's really soothing to listen to, to be honest, um, but every time Kit Harrington jumped on screen, I was like, Jon Snow. <laughs> Jon Snow, you know you know nothing, Jon Snow. So that was really distracting for me. Um, but it could also be because the rest of the movie was kind of boring. So I'm not sure which one won there, really. Um, we also had... Bill Skarsgård was in the movie. And for him, he played a character that we don't get to see the human version of. So I didn't know it was him until I was writing it down. So you don't even know. Um, so Pennywise the Clown, essentially. And um, I saw something that Harry Styles was in the movie and I thought, oh, wow, you know, I wonder what he does. He comes in during the credits. So. And to be honest, he comes in as a really ridiculous-looking character. Um, I don't know. I'm not sure if they're going to continue on with this. This was the lowest, out of 26 movies, this was the lowest-rated uh, Marvel Universe movie. And I can see why. It just feels like it has no tie. Like, I, I don't see... I don't see anything tying into anything really. So the Eternals are sort of mutants. So they come out of the the X-Men side of the world. Um, but it just feels like a completely separate, not tied to anything type of movie. And until the very end where they mention, um, what is it, Thronos and that's the only thing that you're like I've heard that name before you know and so it feels really off on its own maybe if they had done a little bit better with the movie or fleshing out the characters maybe it would make more sense um, also I have admitted that I have not seen all the Marvel movies and I am working my way through them so perhaps by time I get to the end this will make sense but For right now, for what it's worth as a standalone movie, uh, the best parts about it was really Angelina Jolie um, getting to fight. And that's it. The rest of it, meh. Not really impressed. Not really excited. If they make another one, meh. I don't care. Um, So the... I can't even... See, that's, that's how weird this movie was. I don't even know that I can accurately describe anything in the movie where it would make sense. So, if you haven't seen it, I don't know that I would recommend it. If you have seen it, is there anything that I can watch, read, look at to get a better understanding of this movie? Um... You know, it just seemed like we've got this group of people, they've been existing on the planet for 7,000 years, and one of them would slowly introduce new technology. Um, And so like when the Hiroshima bomb came out, he, he was upset because he said, I shouldn't have given them this technology. And so like as technology advances, as the human race advances, this is partially their doing is what I understand. Um, And so at first it seems like they're immortal, but yet in the beginning of the movie, the leader of this Eternals group, which is Ajax or Salma Hayek's character, uh, she gets killed. And the end of the movie ties you into the front, so you learn that it wasn't just... She died at home. I mean, there was a reason. There was a, a betrayal. And after she died, she chooses Cersei to lead them um against See, this is where I don't even know how to ex- describe it. So they're all kind of floating around in the world and there are these um these things that are like babies. They're celestials is what they're called. And it's like the earth or each planet is where the celestial grows. And essentially it gets to a certain point that the celestial needs to be born. That planet is blown to smithereens and everybody moves on. That's probably the easiest way to describe it. Um, So the whole point of this is that Ajax was going to try to delay the, the, uh, celestial and lied to everybody except for Icarus. He's the only one that knew that the time on earth was limited. And there was a little bit of like global warming. Um, we find out that he had known what was happening and he learned of what her plan was. And, um, that if this celestial is born, then all the eternals, their memories are erased and reset after every one of these emergences, and then they go off to another one. And it just kind of happens over and over and over again. Um, So although they've been on the earth 7,000 years, they could go to another planet and be on that planet for 2,000 years, have another event. And so during all of this time, um, Angelina Jolie's character is, uh, kind of has like a, a split with her memory and she starts struggling with remembering or knowing who she is and not fighting against the other eternals. And they called it something. And, It was like Marhi something, and all I could think of was like Mad Hatters. (laughs) But um, so they briefly talk about that, and they had offered to have her memory erased and reset, but they didn't want to do that because then that takes away who she is. And so, you know, we have these events that happen, and then they all scatter to the four winds, and they go off and, and live their lives. And we find that... Uh, Cersei and Sprite, who's the youngest Eternal, I would say she's probably like a 14, 15-year-old maybe, uh, maybe 16-ish. And I'm not sure why everybody else is an adult, but she's a teenager. Um, So they live together in London. And um, we've got one character who is off in Bali World, and he... He has, uh, because he's been around for so many years, he's pretended to be, um, you know, like he pretends that he's born and dies numerous times. So he, you know, he's like, here's my great grandfather, my grandfather, my father, me. And then I'm sure he would plan to come back as his son or something like that. So that way he can perpetually have this character, uh, because he said, you know, people freak out if you don't age. And, um... So we find out also that Icarus and Circe had at one point gotten married and then he had left for centuries. And I suppose when you're on the planet for 7,000 years, what's a couple hundred years here and there, but um, they don't really talk about where he went or what he was doing or anything like that. It's It's just kind of strange. They all have these different powers or abilities maybe is a better, a better one. Um, you know, like one of them is super fast. The other one is able to, it seems like, um, he's kind of like the science professor who is able to do with the elements and create things like, You know, if you think of somebody that invented the car, he'd be the one that invented something. Um, And then we've got one that (laughs) he has, like, little pew-pew guns. Um, Not really anything major. One character is, like, super fast. She's wicked fast. She's also deaf, which I think is a very interesting uh, thing to be able to see in something like a Marvel movie to have a a character that represents the deaf community, I think is great. Um, From what I understand, the uh, Indian character is also like a first to be featured in a Marvel movie. So, I mean, I'm grateful for those type of things to give um, a platform to kids especially, but people to see themselves represented on screen. I I think that's great. So if that's all we got out of this movie, then we got to win. But beyond that, it just, it seemed really slow at points. And we find that the Deviants and the Eternals were created at the same time, uh, mainly because the Deviants were like an experiment gone bad. And um, so then the... Uh, they were created by this being. I don't know, you can't really call him a god, but maybe a being called Ar- Arisham. Arisham. Um, and because these divergence went off, or these, sorry, these deviants went kind of haywire, then he created the Eternals to take care of the deviants. And At one point, we knew that the Deviants were coming back because they were thawing out after, you know, global warming. And so you get a little bit of that in there. Um, and every time one of these Deviants kills or injures one of the Eternals, it's like they absorb their powers. So it's kind of like they're becoming aware. Um, and also they're becoming more human-like or more, less animal-like, um, So, you know, it's this whole long battle that they're trying to prevent the celestials from becoming and the, this is just so cheesy, but you know, it's, it's like this little battle that you watch go back and forth and then all of a sudden, oh, we're getting near the end. It's, it's close and good guys won. Uh, The one guy pouted, so he went and flew up into the sun, Icarus that is, Um, and that's kind of the end. And it was just really kind of anticlimactic at the end. You do get to see Angelina Jolie's character have a little bit of revenge, and again, it's her fighting, and I I just absolutely love it. Um, So if they want to do more with just her character, I'm all for it, but... I would not um, I would not really recommend this movie. The only other thing that they did near the end is after they had all this power uh, from stopping the celestial from becoming is that um, Sprite had wanted one thing she wanted to be able to know what it was like to fall in love and to grow and to be an adult essentially and um, so they made her human, knowing that she would die one day. Um, and so at the end, it's kind of cute where she's like, well, I've got to go off to school now. And, um, you know, and they joke, maybe this is good for her social skills and, um, you know, ha-ha. But it it was nothing that blew me away. Um, so it it is what it is. I need to come up with like a rating scale of some kind of a, a thing. Um, this one would not be very highly rated in my book. It is not one that I'm going to revisit. Uh, the only thing that I would watch would be, um, extras if they show like training for them, because that's the kind of stuff that I like to see in extras if, if you can get them. But that is really, that is really it. Uh, it took me two days to watch it just because it wasn't very engaging. And I watched a little bit of it at work while I was on lunch, but, um, Other than that, the new Scream movie is out. I'm going to try to get to it tomorrow um, on my day off, so hopefully the next little bit I can review that and share my thoughts on what that one was like. I'll admit I love the Scream series, and although this is number five now, I can't imagine what story they have left to tell I feel like they've done them all, but um, you know, if they bring that original cast back, I'm all for it. I, I think they've done a good job. They've had a couple of hiccups along the way, but for the most part, I think each time they do one of these movies, it kind of moves the series forward, so um, I fully support that. But that's all I've got for now. Nothing much else happening here in the hibernating time of winter up in Wisconsin. Um, Hopefully, I'll be able to get through some more movies this winter. And now that I actually have days off and I have time that I can watch movies, it'll be a whole different uh, experience. And hopefully, we'll be able to get some more podcasts recorded um, soon. So that's all I've got for now. Take care and be well.